This program is being monitored by Spirit for quality purposes. Welcome to the Faith and More podcast. This is a trans-denominational podcast. Everyone is welcome and safe here no matter what your faith is or isn't. Hello, my name is Reverend Angel Wise, and I'll be your host. I am an ordained trans-denominational minister, director of Oblates Perpetual Light, a shamanic light worker specializing in intuitive quantum and angelic healing, a studying Kabbalist, and life coach. I firmly believe that the divine works through people every day to help us. These angels and saints are so very humble, many of us don't know they exist or existed. Each week we'll explore the lives of these amazing beings. We will also explore topics that can help your faith, no matter what it is or isn't. The goal of this show is to inspire, encourage, educate, uplift, strengthen, and heal you and your faith. So, be sure to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Bless you and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. How are you all doing? (laughs) I so pray you all are well and blessed. Man, oh man, do we ever ever, and I do mean we this time, have a show for you. But before we begin, let us roll the disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed by the host, moi, are solely, which I mean that literally, mine. Any and all content provided is my opinion and is not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. I always recommend that you, the listener, further investigate, contemplate, and meditate on everything that is shared. ISEs, individual soul experiences, will vary. Listening discretion is advised. Again, welcome, everyone. If you're new to the show, thank you for finding us. It's my deepest hope and sincerest prayer that you find everything that you're looking for in a faith-based podcast here and more. And if you're returning, thank you so much for being a longtime listener and lover and supporter of the show. It is because of you that this show is here. So I have an amazing show for all of you today. I should say we have an amazing show for all of you today. You guys have heard me talking about this for quite some time, and you've heard me talking about this person that's going to be co-hosting with me today. Since the beginning of the show two years ago, I am so beyond blessed to have my best friend, partner in crime, wife, literally everything with me today, and we're going to be celebrating with all of you our favorite holiday, which is a combination of Samhain, Halloween, Dia de los Muertos, um, insert your fall <laughs> preference here. Uh, it is absolutely one of the favorite, most favorite times of the year for all of us. Uh, second favorite for Haven is Valentine's Day, and second favorite for Talon is our son is Christmas, and second favorite for me is Easter, which I refer to as Esther. So without further ado, let me introduce to you someone who has been beyond kind enough to stick with me for 37 years now, folks. Yeah, we we need to do a a saint show on her. This is Haven. Haven, welcome to the show. 
Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for being a part of the show. I've wanted you on here for years and it's great to have you here and it's great to be going over what we're going over today. So my family and I have been super enthusiasts of the paranormal since time immemorial. Um, Haven was introduced to the paranormal at a very young age. Her mother had an incredible collection of VHS tapes with scary movies and stuff like that on it. So she was definitely exposed to it at a very young age. Um, she also lived in a house that was haunted. She had all kinds of paranormal things happen at the house, which we're going to talk a little bit about in this show. And she lived across the street from a cemetery. Uh, so, yeah, and she spent a lot of time in the cemetery as well as a youth growing up. So we'll be talking and she'll be sharing a little bit more about that. Uh, so we're going to be talking about all things paranormal. We're going to talk about cryptids, ghosts, spirits, aliens, afterlife, and more. And both of us have different theories on or similar theories on these different things, these different aspects of the paranormal. Um, so, yeah, you're going to want to stick around and check this show out. So we're going to begin with cryptids. And for those of you who aren't familiar with what a cryptid is, a cryptid is, you know, environmental nature, uh, unexplained things like Mothman, Bigfoot, or Big Tootsies, as I like to call him, and uh, Spaghetti Yeti and Loch Ness Monster and all those things. And Haven's got an awesome theory, and I completely agree with her on this on. You know, why um, do we not see these beings all the time? And why, um, you know, again, they just, they come and go so sporadically and they're rarely seen. And her theory is that they're, they're interdimensional, that they have uh, interdimensional portals that they can go through where they are actually beings from another dimension that travel into our dimension temporarily and then travel back. Well, yeah, I mean, it actually really baffles me on why everybody always has to insist that something is of this world and of this realm and it can't be anything else. And I shouldn't say everybody. I should say a lot of people. Um, but I actually do. I think the Bigfoot or anything like that or any being like that is from different dimensions. Uh, we talk about parallel universes and things like that. I don't, I don't understand why people can't wrap their mind around the possibility of these beings being something like that or something similar. I completely agree because, you know, as we've talked about on the show forever and a day, it seems like and feels like that. And I'm sure listeners will agree with, because you hear me say it all the time is that we only, our minds only grasp one to 5% of reality at any given second. So, there's literally 95%, and then our minds filter that 1% to 5%, which makes it even less. So there's literally 95% of our reality around us any given time, all the time, that we don't notice, that we don't experience. In the, we could have big tootsies running around all over the place and not realize it or see it. You know, um, So, I mean, it makes incredible sense. And I love that theory uh, that she's come up with. And I believe it applies to all of the cryptids, applies to Loch Ness Monster. Why can they uh, go to Loch Ness and can't find Nessie and they can scan the, 
tar out of the lake and it, it not be there, but then all of a sudden it pops up five years here, 15 years there. Um, again, there's portals, there's interdimensions, and why can't these be interdimensional beings? Or why can't they be just beings that we just don't perceive most of the time? I mean, spirits, which we're going to be talking about here in just a little bit, are around us all the time. You guys hear me talking about this quite a bit about our spirits, guardians, guides, higher self, the creator, et cetera, so on and so forth around us literally all the time. But we don't notice it. And as Haven said, it's a shame that we just get so caught up in our I, me, and my life that we only experience what we see, what we, you know, what our senses uh, experience, and that we don't open up and allow um, other things to come in, you know, as we've been talking about on the show, if you can open up to your spiritual more, then you'll open up to these things more. And I'm not saying you're going to open up to the Bigfoot more unless you want to open up I to open the, the door and come on in. <laughs> exactly. So again, it's just, you know, I, I love that. Uh, Haven, thank you for, for coming up with that and for sharing that that the interdimensional thing. We're going to be talking more about interdimensional stuff uh, when we get to the aliens. Okay, so now moving right along, we're going to be talking about ghosts and spirits. Haven, what are your thoughts and beliefs on what ghosts and spirits are? Do you consider them to be the same thing or something different or just different terms for the same thing, depending on the person? I think it's just splitting hairs. Um, it really comes down to what you believe, what your experiences are, what your investigations, personal or investigations you've researched, come up with. And I believe that the information and beliefs should be, and at least mine are, always evolving because we're always learning. And if you're not learning, then you need to maybe take your interest somewhere else. Uh, I believe that Ghosts could be of beings, human beings or animals of what we are familiar with of this surface belief of this earth and our um, beliefs of what humans are, what animals are, what's right in front of us. And I think the spirits go much deeper than that, um, much further than that into, um, you know, again, interdimensional beings and animals and elementals and all that other stuff. So, you know, it really depends on who you are, what your beliefs are. And I think there is an important fact that you should always educate yourself, but always keep your mind open to your own thoughts and education, you know, continue to, like I said, evolve. I completely agree. And I think that's a big issue that we have. I mean, not just with paranormal, but also with religion and faith is people getting stuck in that same groove, you know, it's what they were taught, it's what they were told, and they don't take the initiative to grow, expand, evolve, because it's not meant to be um, a one set does all. You're supposed to grow and evolve and learn, and that's why we're all here. And I agree with you on the spirits and ghosts. And I mean, like you said, a lot of times, it maybe it can be something like in our face that we know, but it could be something interdimensional. It could be aliens. It could be uh, just energy. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because we're all energy to begin with. So, and everything is energy. You know, everything that the creator created and sustains is energy. So, 
it could literally be anything. So as Haven said, and I completely agree, it, it, you know, it really depends on your investigation. We did investigations for a while, paranormal investigations, and we had a blast with it. And, you know, yes, it is complicated and tricky. And if you do it right and you don't do it all uh, willy nilly or, or goofy or faddish or anything like that. And it's, it's really interesting and gives you a deeper scope on um, things that we just don't perceive. And again, going out into that, you know, or extending that one to 5% of uh, what we can experience into more in what more of what you can feel. It was just a bit ago when I introduced Haven, I you know, said that she lived in a haunted house. And I'm, I'm telling you folks, this place really was haunted. And I had a hard time believing it myself in Till I experienced it when, you know, I had met Haven back in 1986. Um, yeah, kids, there, there was an 86 and <laughs> we're still alive. Um, but um, I spent the night with her once and the radio uh -oh. kept turning on and off. And um, yeah, it was spirit that was doing, you know, or ghost or whatever you want to label it, that was turning the radio on and off. It was just really, really bizarre and strange. And for Absolutely no reason. So Haven's going to share a few stories, personal experiences uh, that she's had with paranormal in uh, her old home. Um, I, I'll start off with one of the shorter, most simple experiences that not only did I have, but my sister had. My sister is seven years older than I am. Um, and the way our house was situated, there was like a hallway that branched off of the living room and, you know, straight in the hallways, the bathroom. And on one side there was a bedroom and on the other side there were two bedrooms. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we would see um, little like yellow balls of light just shooting through that hallway all the time. And it, it, it could be daytime, nighttime, curtains pulled. It didn't uh, matter. No, curtains open. And um, I like I liked that one because my sister witnessed it too. It was one of those things that we were just talking one day and we did not influence each other's conversation or what had happened. But we were like, oh, oh yeah, wow. I went through that too. I seen that as well. And um, so that was interesting. Um, it's not just about my house though. It was, there were a lot of houses on that road. And a few houses that branched off of that road that had um, paranormal issues too. I had friends, we had neighbors that um, talked to us about it. Um, one night that I was with some friends, it was, I would say about 10 houses down. And um, we were talking about paranormal issues and stuff like that. And they had a house and their back room, their like back family room was an add on. And they constantly seen an older man, probably a farmer, you know, he had the, the overalls and stuff on and he would literally come up through the floor and walk around, which looked like he was like maybe a foot off the floor and would walk around and then go right back into the floor. And it just, it, I think it was residual more than anything because he didn't really pay attention to anybody around him. And the fact that, when he walked around, he was like a foot off the solid floor, almost like it was a re the residual flooring of where His he previous was. previous home, yeah. Act exactly. Because that was farmland <clears throat> out there where your house is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, one time my friend, I'll just call her T, was spending the night. And I, I was a weightlifter as a teenager. 
and I had my weight bench parallel to my bed, but the head of my weight bench was um, blocking my closet door because I didn't really care for my closet. And um, across from that was the door to my bedroom. And she would spend the night with me. And my sister got up because she was in the other bedroom on the other side of the hallway. And she got up to use the bathroom, which was between our bedrooms. And she peeked into our door because we slept with it like about halfway open. And she peeked in there and she's like, T, T, what are you doing? And my friend you know, rolled over. She didn't really, her and my sister didn't get along very well. And she's like, what? What do you want? I'm sleeping. She goes, you're, wait a minute. And then she started talking to her and come to find out my sister seen my friend T or someone sitting on the weight bench watching over in the direction where my bed was. Wow. So that was interesting. Oh, and another thing, two things that always irritated me. At first, it freaked me out, but living with it over the years, 17 years of living with it, it got to a point where it irritated me, was you could be sitting there, and the doorknob, it would just like start shaking, and it would turn frantically from left to right. And sometimes, it would open a little bit, the door would, and then it would shut, and that would be it. And after a while, you're kind of like, you know, just stop. You're <laughs> yeah. pissing me off. Either in or out. Exactly. <laughs> you're really pissing me off. You're aggravating me. And then... um. Another one, this is like a two-sided thing. Um, I would always hear a whisper, like I could be doing anything, dishes or whatever, and I'd hear a whisper of my name. And sometimes when I heard it, it sounded female, and it, it always came with a comforting feeling, and it would just whisper like that, like say my name like that. And then there was another one that, but I felt male and I don't know why the negative energies always feel male. I don't, mm, I don't know yeah. why, but maybe it's an intimidation thing, but, but it would say my name and it would just go into like a sinister laugh, you know, like <laughs> that always, I mean, that's always frightened me, but it, it, it just like with the door sooner or later, it you got to the point. To it. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, dude, go away. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Let me do my freaking dishes. Just leave me alone. But um, yeah, stuff like that. And then, yeah, I we experienced, my sister and I would experience phantom lights in the cemetery across the street, which was only at that time a two-lane road. This Not a country road, but it was the just next step up from a country road, two-lane road. And we would have our curtains open and we would look over there because something would catch our eye and we would see like phantom lights in the cemetery, not wow. car lights because the road went along the cemetery, right. you know, not towards it. And one night I actually seen a lantern, uh, uh, some guy dressed in, I don't know what you would call it. The like period dress of like, I guess you could say a mortician. Oh, and he was carrying a lantern. He had a top hat on and when I say it was only like a two lane road, we're talking what, maybe 25, 50 feet from my front door. Yeah. Yeah. It was that close. So you could see details. Yeah. And I looked at it and he turned around and he caught my eye. Oh, he looked at he you. He looked right at me and I was like, shit. And I think I was home by myself too. And wow. I think I was like 12 years old. I'm like shutting the curtains. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> but I, I shut them. But that was an experience at, at the, at that age, I, I, I'll swear to you, it was real. Yeah. But all the knowledge and stuff I experienced and I have now, 
I'm not going to question my old self and say it wasn't real. To her, it was real. Yeah. But to the 54-year-old of me now, I'm 50-50 on it. It did happen, but was it a spirit or was it some somebody, you know, messing around? Yeah. But I don't it, know why, you know, especially in that area. At that time, it was kind of like a secluded yeah. area. I mean, it was close to a mall, but it wasn't, you know, yeah. that why somebody would be over there goofing around, dressed up in, in period clothing, you know. Yeah. But and, like you said, you never know. And it's I, awesome that you keep an open mind to that, that there are possible reasons as to, oh, yeah. you know, solutions as to what it is. I do remember, though, the further he got down the road, and like I said, our house was parallel to the cemetery, not, a, you know, um, T-bone, but like, you know, parallel. And as he walked on, he did seem to have faded away, mm. not just out of my eyesight, but just like faded away. Because as I'm pulling the curtains, I'm watching him like fade away. But I mean, and then it's just all kinds of stuff. Like he, like he was saying, you know, things would turn on by themselves, blenders. You could watch the stereo, not just only turn on, but you could watch the knob change, change. turn and change the channel. And you're like, really? <laughs> Seriously? I was yeah. listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in something that could maybe lead down to another subject of that we might be discussing later. Um, my dog, Candy, that I had at the time, she, my mom didn't necessarily want her in the rest of the house because she was still young and we were still training her. So at night we would put her in the kitchen so if she had an accident, it was not a big deal. Well, one night she was howling and crying and just, oh, I mean, she was like heartbroken. So I snuck out and grabbed her and put her in bed with me. And she calmed down a little bit, but she still whined. And But come to find out, one of the streets down the road that branched off of our road, um, one of our neighbors committed suicide that night. Wow. And she picked up on that. I'm, I believe so. Oh, I completely believe with animals, yeah. especially dogs. Yeah, they're very, very sensitive. Yep. And she, I mean, that, so paranormal, you know, paranormal is such a, an umbrella term. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I felt that was interesting too, because I mean, she, even though she was a, a puppy, she picked up on that. And we're talking maybe four houses down and then adjacent down the street, maybe three or four houses. Yeah. So it was close, but it wasn't like right next she's door. But she she knew. sensed that energy yep. of what had happened. And that is a good point that Haven brings up is about animals. How many of you, show of hands, have experienced um, your Fufulu pup pup after it's <laughs> passed away from this lifetime? I mean, well, I know we have with the Chala uh, who – we fondly call bear all the time. Um, she, we experience her all the time still today. And it's been well, seven years since she's passed away to be seven years, November 1st. So yeah, I mean, definitely. And you know, because those animals, I mean, I know some faiths don't put the animals up at a level of us. They see them as just being food and fodder and, and nothing of any purpose, but I firmly believe and I know Haven does as well that, you know, they are definitely significant beings and angels in fur coats at many, many times in our lives. And, um, you know, one of the experiences I know that Haven had that she shared with me that she and Achala experienced at the same time was a shadow figure that they saw in oh, the hallway. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This was at the apartment before the one we live in now. Same layout, though. 
um, our son, Talon, was sitting in the living room because he, he stays up all night. He's a third shift schedule person. And our bedroom is between the living room and the front door. And Achala was laying between the, our bedroom door and our bed. And I sat up because I just, I got this feeling just to sit up. So I, I sat up and I rolled over and I looked and I seen what looked like a silhouette of our son, Talon, going to the door. And I, I don't want to say he was floating. That sounds too dramatic, but it was a smooth movement. And um, it had his ponytail because he's got real long hair and everything. But the weird thing is, is it was the edges were smoothed out per se. But then again, it, it almost looked like if you took the darkest piece of paper you could find and do the, the old fashioned silhouettes mm -hmm. that they used to do, but it was blacker than black. And darker it had, than dark. Yeah, yeah, darker than dark. And it and had it stood that, out. Yeah, yeah, and it had that, that, and the edges were very clean cut, but still not kind of rounded. And at the same time, Achala, who was such a doll baby, she was growling. She and that dog never growled. Yeah. Ever. And she was growling. And I came out and I asked Talon, I said, Did you just go for door? He said, No. I said, Did you just see something? He said, No. So Achala and I shared that experience. Yeah, see, that's neat that, you know, like you said, you shared an experience. She validated your, it for yeah, me. Yeah. She you you shared and an validated an experience with your sister and and with the with Achala. That's a super freaking cool. Now, as far as me for experiences, as you guys know, longtime listeners know, I'm just now um, recently starting to connect and open up to, uh, you know, things other than what I can see, touch, taste, feel. Um, I'd been in that mode for quite a long time. But when I was younger, I would say I had to have been maybe like 10 or 11 years old. I remember at the house I grew up in, I came down the steps because I, my bedroom was up on the second floor, and I came down the steps and I saw my mother, um, Elaine, if you're listening, hey, um, <laughs> hey, was folding clothes at the dining room table. She was folding clothes and folding laundry, and I just told her, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out in the backyard because we had, you know, almost um, five acres of land uh, where we lived. So I was just going out back and just letting her know where I was going. And I went down the steps into the basement and went out the basement door uh, to the backyard. And there was my mom laying out in the sun. And it's like, what? <laughs> how, how did this how did this happen? She was just up there folding clothes. So, yeah, I turned around and went back in and there was nobody there. There was nobody at the table. There was no clothes. There was no laundry basket. There was nothing. Um, I don't know how to explain that. Maybe it was uh, a slip in dimensions. Um, I don't know. A quirk in the matrix. Doppelganger. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and that's the only time I experienced uh, anything like that. Now, uh, there's a place, a little place in Indiana uh, that my father takes care of now that we used to go to on weekends and vacations and things like that, that my grandparents on his side of the family owned. Um, and that place uh, was known to be a Native American uh, place at one time. 
long ago. And we would get the feeling all the time of somebody watching us or you get the glimpse out of the corner of your eye of a shadow or something like that. Uh, but, you know, and you would get the heebie-jeebies, you know, and that's a good way to pick up on is when your body gets that fight or flight reaction, when you get that feeling, that gut feeling, something's not right. Um, that's usually a time when, you know, spirits or something or ghosts or whatever you want to label them are around. But it is important if you can debunk <laughs> things uh, that go bump in the night, it's important to do so. Um, we were hearing all kinds of, after my friend Art had passed away, uh, we were hearing all kinds of sounds and noises. And uh, sometimes these noises would respond to us if we would ask it a question or is that you are, it would make a sound back. Um, so there, one night Haven and Talon set up a camera in the kitchen area, which is where all these sounds were coming from. Now you could say it was the stove or, or it was the refrigerator or something electronical dishwasher. Uh, so they set a camera up in the uh, kitchen to record overnight. And when they <laughs> see Haven's already laughing. And when they were reviewing it, they were hearing a, a voice. And I think I'll let Haven <laughs> share this one because she, she shares oh, it better it, than I do. It, it was faint, but it was definitely a voice. And it was one word, one, you know, two syllables. And Tal and I were, you know, clarifying it, trying to clean it up, playing it louder. And we're like, what the hell is that? And they did a lot of work on this, you know, and all of a sudden we hear, pizza it was freaking angel in the other room i was dreaming sleeping. and he was sleeping and he <laughs> sleep talked pizza now that is hilarious all on its own but if you know him it's even funnier he could live on pizza if yes. he could but after that happened we were dying and to this day every so often town will look at him and he'll go pizza <laughs> so yeah so you got to make sure you definitely debunk things and go in with a a, a curious mind, but a wisdom and skillful mean mind, because if you don't, you might end up being a fool for things that you think are that aren't. Exactly. Like a lot of the, well, not a lot, but there's some ghost hunters that they're on famous shows that they label everything. Literally everything is demonic. And I know there's some faiths out there that do the same thing, that label everything uh, that it cannot be explained as demonic. And, it's cut and dry angels, demons. Yeah. And, and that's just, them. that's just not. So, I mean, at least as far as my experiences go, and I know Havens as well is it's not that, I mean, you've got to understand again, we've only, we're only picking up on one to 5% of a hundred percent of what's going on around us. It can literally be anything, you know, it can be anyone. And who are we to call somebody demonic? I mean, what would you feel or how would you feel if you somehow slipped into another dimension and appeared to somebody and you saw them and they saw you and you were as equally startled to see them as they're startled to see you because you think you're seeing a ghost and you're confused because you're in a different area. You get this sometimes in dream states. Yes. Mm. And they look at you and they're freaking out because they're seeing a ghost and they label you as being demonic. <laughs> and something yeah. similar, one of my favorite movies, The Others. Oh, yeah. 
with Nicole Kidman. Oh, that that that's a that's a great movie. Yeah, if you guys ever get a chance to watch that one, it's it's a few years back, but it is an awesome movie. And we're not going to tell you anything about it because there is a twist on that movie in in that story of that movie that is really on the lines of what we're talking about here. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, just go into thing as we always talk about here on the show. Have an open mind and an open heart and approach everything with love. You know, don't be judgmental. Even don't be judgmental on spiritual stuff, you know, as in spiritual beings or things that we don't understand. Because um, we don't. We don't. Understand. It could be literally anything. What if it was the creator itself appearing before you and you just labeled it as demonic? Mm. You know, um, you, you just got to be careful. You know, as the old song says, what if God was one of us? It not only is one of us, it's all of us and everything. Also, I I, I try to approach everything in, in such a way. Um, obviously, I'm a mom, but I try to approach things as a mom, like he said, in a loving, caring way. However, most of us understand, no matter if we've had good or bad relationships with our mothers or grandmothers, moms are strong. Moms are crazy strong in so many ways. And I try to approach um, investigations that way. And people in general, you, you approach them with love and care, but you also make it very clear that you are not here to be messed with. You know, you're you're here to be caring, but yeah, don't mess with mama. <laughs> I agree. But yeah, you do. If those of you who, who do paranormal investigations know, and those of you who are interested in it, you've got to be careful. Um, you know, here, you know, I say, you know, not everything is demonic, but there are times where there are entities, there are energies that aren't. That's something oh, there. yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that one time after Art had passed? We were doing oh, an yeah. investigation. Now, Art was, um, how could you politely explain Art's personality? Henri, I guess. To Hon say the least, yes. Yeah, Henri, times a million. Yeah. Um, he wasn't a bad person, per se. A nuclear Henri. Yeah. Um, and we were doing some, um, oh, what was that program? Where it, it was kind of like one of the first computer. Spirit box. Yeah, spirit yeah. box, kind of like Ouija board. Uh-huh. And we thought it was him. We were communicating with him. And even the honorary, like Art, have, have that fine line, you mm -hmm. know. And we were communicating. We thought it was him just because of all the shit that this being was saying. But when that being stepped over that line, mm -hmm. uh, we looked at each other and we're like, this is not Art. Yeah, it blew its cover. And you know? um, we closed the circle. We did a cleansing. Um, we wrapped everything up in a nice little black and pink bow and, and just left it at that. Yeah. But like you were saying, not always is it, but sometimes it is yeah. and you don't realize it is and vice versa. Yeah, so. absolutely. And I know Elaine's had uh, paranormal experiences. I, I know two of what she had told me about were her and her friend Lana were on the railroad tracks and something, a shadow was chasing them on the railroad tracks and they were able to get away from it. And another one where uh, Lana was at home and they, they were teens at this time and Lana was sleeping in her bed and she woke up and there was, and she had like sleep paralysis. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's where you're awake, but you can't move um, and you can't speak. You can't, you know, you're just breathing, 
Um, so this, there was a dark shadow at the bottom of her bed. It was like a guy in period dress. And I don't know why they always do this, but with the top hat and cloak, and it was darker than dark, you know, as they usually are, these shadow beings. And her feet started to get cold. And it started to work its way up. The cold started to work its way up her body. And I um, not, I don't know if I, I can't remember correctly if she started praying or something like that, but it stopped and went away. And Lana, she started to research this. And I don't know who told her this or not, but they said that if she would have allowed that coldness to envelop her body, it would have killed her. Now, would it have? I don't know. I'm not going to say one way or the other because I don't know. Um, it's just, you know, you've got to be careful in, in situations when you're uh, doing anything with spirits or ghosts or anything like that. And again, it's, it doesn't mean that everything is demonic, but there are things out there just like us as humans. Not everybody's bad, but, you know, it. there's some evil son bitches out there. I yeah. <laughs> Yes, there's some people out there that have motives that um, are all based on themselves and what they want, and they don't care about anybody else. We interrupt this program to bring you the following announcement. Show of hands. If an old man, and I'm pointing at myself here, <laughs> who is obsessed and addicted to reading, studying, contemplation, you name it, on stories, books of all types of genres, told you that he, moi, pointing at myself again, just told you, which I'm telling you now, read the greatest story of his lifetime. Would you be interested? Okay, if you're raising your hand, keep your hand up. The book is called Movie Score, a screenplay by Joey Andolini. I'll have a link in the show description. This is such an amazing off-the-charts book. I cannot recommend it enough or say enough great things about it. Here's a very small synopsis of the book. Imagine having movie music to guide you through life. It happened to Insignificant Dave and changed his course of his life. Now, I'm not going to give any spoilers. But this book is very much like what we talk about here on the show, about what happens to us or what can happen to us and our lives and all of those around us. How does it affect them? When we quiet our mind and focus on our heart and listen to our heart and spirit and just surrender to it and do what it says, this book covers that in spades. It is beyond incredible but beyond fantastical, beyond phenomenal. And Joey is just a beyond incredible, amazingly talented writer. Now, this book is in screenplay format, which means it is ready to go into production for a movie. And Joey's working very hard at trying to make that happen. Now, once you read the book, I know you're going to be right by my side, screaming and yelling with your hands in the air like you do care that this gets turned into a movie because it would be a smash, a total and complete hit. So where can you get this amazing, truly amazing, fantastic book? It's available at amazon.com and also Barnes and Noble Books. On Amazon, the paperback is $9.99. The Kindle version, which is digital, is $2.99. And if you have a Kindle subscription, Amazon shows that it is free. So, hey, you can't be free, can you? 
And after you read the book, please, please, please go back to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or both and leave a review on this book. It will help get it out to the public so more and more people can read it. More and more people can fall in love with it. More and more people can help support us and Joey in making this a movie. Also, one more thing and I'll shut up, I promise. <laughs> Share this, please folks. After you read it, I know you're gonna want to. Share it with as many people as you possibly can. Tell them about it. Friends, relatives, hey, we have the holidays coming up. Purchase the paperback. It would make an incredible, everlasting gift in someone's life. And there was a time when we used to grocery shop at, late at night. And Haven just brought this to my attention because I had forgotten all about it, about an experience that we both had together at a local grocery store. Yeah, we were um, standing there, and it was like in the corner of the store. We were facing one way, and to our left, there was, a, from behind, she looked like probably a younger lady, 20s, maybe early 30s. And at the same time, we looked at her, and she was just standing there motionless. And we looked at each other, and then we're like, she's not real, is she? And we're like, you know, kind of feeding off of each other, kind of like, mm. And she barely moved a little bit and, and she just kind of, her body language was so odd and the energy was so strong that we both picked up on it. Now, what was she? I don't know. I mean, shapeshifter, um, skinwalker, who knows? whatever, yeah. but I mean, she, didn't she just gave off threat. that vibe. Oh yeah. You yeah. just, there was just nothing human there except for what our eyes were. Could seeing. have been alien. <laughs> yeah. Could have been <laughs> a lizard being whatever. <laughs> But um, yeah. but honestly, just our physical sight was the only thing that was indicating to us that she was human. Everything else was screaming that she was not. Yeah, I mean, I and I thank you for bringing that up because I had completely forgotten about that one. And you know, there are those spirits that give you that unch, you know, that they're not. They don't feel one way or the other, you know. That if if it's positive, negative, it's just like it's just there. Um, you know, and there's a lot of faiths that believe that if it's something negative that, you know, don't mess with it. Um, you can't do nothing. There's, there's no redeeming anything that labeled evil or labeled demonic. And I completely disagree with that. And this is something that, um, you know, I have actually gotten into very small debates with. Uh, on different with different clergy on um, because they firmly believe that if it's once once demonic always demonic and I don't believe that I believe that um, you know energy can change energy can evolve just like us we have the opportunity to make choices in our lives that we can either improve we can evolve or we can devolve we can ascend or we can descend. And I firmly believe the same thing goes with um, what we label as negative beings, negative energies. Now, I completely believe that you've got to be extremely, and I do mean over the top, extremely cautious. And it's not something for everyone. Um, but I do believe that, you know, all, you know, just like the creator believes that every creators or creators, yes, <laughs> believe that everything can be redeemed that all of us 
eventually someday will achieve um, awakening, um, divine, again, heaven, whatever you want to label that, which is transcendent of all suffering. Mm. And <laughs> go ahead. No, you can go no, ahead. No, no, no. Yes. I, I, um, uh, no, when you say that, are you talking like surface beings, which was what, like, I call what we are familiar with, our everyday, like humans? Or are you talking about like all, all beings, like interdimensional beings and all that stuff? I'm talking about like all beings actually elevating, ascending to a certain frequency, to a certain level, to where. You know, we all evolve past this cyclic garbage of because I believe that even spirits and energies are still going through that. Even aliens are still going through the mm -hmm. cyclic thing, you know, and that eventually we will all be able we everything will ascend to a higher frequency, to a higher attainment or attunement or. Um, I don't know. It's beyond words. No, no, it's no. I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I, I agree with it to to a, a level. I absolutely see it's 100 percent uh, um, plausible. I also wonder what if we're splitting peas here. If um, a demonic being living its happy little evil demonic life in its little happy demonic realm. Who's to say that its evolution isn't meant to be more demonic? You're right. And I, I completely agree with you. I think you can bring it up. Yeah, you know? because uh, Satan or Satan was created to be Satan or Satan. Um, just like these energies were created by the creator or creators uh, to be what they are. Um, but I, there's just a thing in me that is like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just me being a human saying, is there some way I can help them? Oh, no, that, absolutely. You That's know, great. Is there some way I can help them ascend, help mm -hmm. them elevate, not change them per se, but help them to elevate, to ascend. And again, that gets into the whole right or wrong, positive, negative, mm -hmm. um, these Even opposites. Even male and female. I mean, it, it's split and peas. Yeah, yeah. These, this dualism or splitting peas, as you say, <laughs> uh, that is human. And uh, we, we know, you and I know, definitely, uh, from our studies and experiences that past this lifetime, there is or above this realm that we live in, this humanness, that doesn't exist, that positive negative. That's a human thing. Those dualistic terms are. are um, but you're, do you're doing exactly what you're supposed to, though. Yeah. Right now, right here, this body that makes you human, that makes you angel. This person is the only thing that tethers you to your experiences as a human, your human experiences. Mm. And you're here as a human to learn human things from a human perspective and to elevate that into more higher elevation and vibrations, like you said. So by starting off with the human hope and, and caring, that's perfect. That's mm. what you're supposed to be doing. So you're doing it, but you're going above and beyond like you normally do on everything, and you're taking it to that spiritual level. So, that, I mean, that's amazing. You're doing great. See, folks, this is why she needs to be on the show more often. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that input. Yeah, I mean, and, again, it's not judging 
at all. It's just wanting to help. It's coming from a place of love. Um, so yeah, so we'll, we'll stop here on the, um, ghosts and spirits and we'll continue on to the next. And next we're going to talk about aliens from outside space. (laughs) as the Rugrats used to say. (laughs) So, you know, we want to share some personal experiences, uh, talk about portals, interdimensional beings, and our beliefs on on all things that are is la- that are labeled alien. Now, I personally, that I am aware of, have not had any um, alien experiences or UFO experiences. But Haven has again at her place uh, where she grew up in her home. She had an alien experience. So, granted, that place was very close to an airport. I, I, I you know. I keep an open mind even then because I think I was like 15. um, Yeah, about 15 years old. And I used to lay out in the sun all the time. And one time I had heard just like a humming. It was just very quiet. Could have been anything, car going by, whatever. But I opened my eyes and I seen your stereotypical round saucer with a little round trouble bubble on the top. And it just hovered there for a little bit and it was silver and it went away. I'm not saying it was an alien, but because, you know, close to the airport. However, this was a hundred million years ago. And it hovered? (laughs) Yeah, it just hovered there for a moment. And it looked like the usual. Yeah, your your stereotypical disc and it had the little bubble on top, but it was all solid silver. Mm -hmm. You know, like almost like a a, a, um, polished nickel kind of silver. Interesting. But um And this yeah. is way before drones, folks. So oh, yeah. was, there's no way it yeah, was. Like a drone. I said, a hundred million years ago. I was fifteen. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean and but that when I experienced it, I know for a fact I did, but I can't tell you what it was. I can't say for sure it was this or that or but you know, it was what it was. I completely believe in the in the alien things. So, I mean for us to or what we label as aliens for us to think that we are the only living beings in the universes. I mean, there's so many universe, literally infinite universes out there to think that we are the only living things is just ludicrous. It's insane. It's two things, ignorance and arrogance. True. Very true. Um, And again, people are like, well, you know, why don't we see it more? Why don't we, I personally feel that we're looking in the wrong directions. We're looking for the wrong things. We're looking for the little green men or the little grays or aliens. We're looking for something physical that we can see, touch, mutilate, you know, um, put under a microscope. And again, these things could fall under the same as the cryptids where they are interdimensional beings. You know, why are you looking for a spacecraft? You know, why couldn't they just walk through a portal and appear as the lady in the grocery store? You know, why couldn't they? If these are higher beings, I mean, there are no limitations. It's infinite as to how they could appear or if they could appear. Those of you who are um, familiar with the um, Predator series of movies, they could be cloaked. You know, they could be invisible because as we all know, and I keep saying this like a broken record, as if they know that we can only perceive one to 5% of anything going on around us 
humans, they could easily be around us all the time and us not even realize it. But us as humans, we're constantly looking for the physical. We want to see it. We want to see this alien in this, you know, green form or gray form or, you know, these men in black or these, you know, weird shaped flying objects because it's always got to be something flying. You know, it can't be something that just appears like Bill and Ted's time machine or something. Um, you know, so anyway, I mean, it's just that's my thoughts on, on the aliens is that we're just not looking in the right places in the right ways, you know, maybe eventually we'll develop some kind of technology where we can pick up on these things more like we do with, uh, as you know, they are with the paranormal with ghost hunting equipment is getting better and better as, over time. I don't know. I absolutely agree. I also think that it's a, a part of this is one of those it's right under your nose kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I strongly believe in the huge possibility of, you know, how everybody says America is a melting pot. Mm -hmm. Well, earth is a melting pot. And mm. I don't just mean cultures and, and, um, you know, stuff like that. I'm talking, I think, and I'm not talking human experience experiments or anything like that, because we already know enough of that crap goes on as is, we won't say, you know, by whom, but, I'm really interested in some real um, accounts and research done on human beings that have odd markings in their DNA, mm. um, odd um, flags, I guess you could say, because like I said, we're a melting pot and I don't mean just culture and humans. I honestly do believe that there is a huge possibility that a good majority of us are carrying some sort of daily alien DNA. Oh yeah. I completely agree with that. I mean, that goes to uh, the Anunnaki's, which they believe, you know, ancient Egyptian culture believed highly on Anunnaki. And those of you who study your Bible uh, know where it talks about giants, David and Goliath, Goliath, uh, was supposed to be, you know, some kind of descendant of, um, well, there's there's theories that he was an Anunnaki, which is an, an alien uh, bred with a human. And then there's also the fallen angels who are said to have bred with humans and made a type of breed, a mixed breed. Um, yeah, I mean, I completely agree that, yes, the creator or creators could have used aliens to populate the earth. Um, you know, it's, everybody talks about how the pyramids were made. And again, look at your Egyptian history. They were very, very high believers in um, aliens and paranormal. The high hieroglyphs that they have have alien spaceships. They had technology where they could light, make lights, electric lights, by using current from the ground, and it's just mind-blowing stuff. And we are all descendants of these people, of these beings. And, I mean, I completely personally agree with that and believe. And I know everybody else has different thoughts and feelings, and you're all entitled to that. Um, but do your research. Get out there and, and grab some books. Uh, you can research online. You can, you know, go to the library if you remember what that is and where it's located. 
and, and look and do your research on it because just look up Anunnaki. You can find there's so much information there that is just literally mind-blowing. You know, and if you want to look into the fallen angels and their, you know, the thing about, and that's in the Bible, you know, of them breeding with um, humans and making a different race. And I don't know, it's, it's really deep stuff. And uh, also on some of these um, ancient God-based paintings, mm -hmm. they, some people believe, I'm not saying it is, but some people believe that there are um, spaceships yeah, I, in these paintings. I forget what the one is called, but it's like a picture or a painting of, it looks like Mary in the child Jesus. And over to uh, the right of the painting, which would be her left over her shoulder, you see this man and his dog on a cliff looking up into the sky. And there is what appears to be an alien ship. Um, Native Americans, their hieroglyphs, their cave paintings have alien spaceships. And it's been passed down from their generations or through their generations that, you know, extraterrestrial travelers are very real and very common. So, I mean, it goes through all of history and all over the world in South America, Mexico, Europe, um, Africa. It's all over the place, you know, that they believe in this. And again, like I said, at least to me, for us to think that we are the only human things in all living beings. Yeah. Yeah. Living beings in all the galaxies is just completely ludicrous i mean like you said it's it's arrogant I mean, and ignorant you know? there, i mean there's there's realms and beings right here mm -hmm. and, and i'm talking scientifically mites yeah you know microscopic um, yeah even on our, our own skin, skin. Mites, yeah and and if you want to really get down to it and be technical those are different realms yeah universe so, everyone's a universe yes exactly and Full so why would this stop at us yeah you know, yeah. I don't, that's why I say creators, because that goes, I don't like umbrella terms. I try to avoid them as much as possible. And I feel that religion, organized religion, not saying it's bad or anything, but just saying religion, those that use the religion as an umbrella term is too much of a stopping point for me. Personally, yeah. anytime you put um, a label it, on something, you oh, restrict yeah. it. You know, uh, you, you know, put it in a box. This happened. Well, it's because of, yeah. you know, whomever, and that's why I say creators. And yeah. and if you want to, even in their term, if you want to dumb it down, they believe one creator, and in their term and their beliefs that that's true. But you can even, you know, split that down. That one creator down to. The, you know, Adam and Eve and the mother and the father and the mother and the father and the child and the child has, a, these are creators. Mm -hmm. Your mom and dad created you mm -hmm. on the physical human level and so on. So again, that's why I say creators. There's yeah. so, there's such a, such an open book with infinite pages of how it should not be an umbrella term in my personal right. And I agree with you on it because as I've always said on the show and always will, that anytime you slap a label on something, you're restricting it. You're, yeah. and you, it, you can't take that which is everything and put a label on it and restrict it and put it in a box because it won't fit. It just can't. And just it's like, impossible. Father, yeah, like Father Mike says, 
be a co-creator of mm -hmm. your existence. So again, we're thrown in that word creator, but in a different term as one and only. Right. Um, Father Mike is one of the coolest um, religious one, you know, uh, he's not single-minded. You hear that he's Father very, Mike she's talking about? He's, he's not single-minded. He's very open-minded. Yes. yes. But he, his term, Father Mike, his title indicates that he's not, but he is, he's one of the coolest, most educated, open-minded, willing to continue to learn from other directions, person besides who sit right in front of me, um, that I've ever met. I, he's trippy. I like him. He, yeah, he, he's definitely a cool guy. Yeah. We've had father Mike on the show twice and hopefully we'll have him on more often. And He's also in the monthly Oblates of Perpetual Light meetings. Um, I posted one on our YouTube page, but you guys are always welcome to, to go to the Oblates uh, YouTube page and, and check those out because he's on there just about every month with us and always offering great insight. But yeah, I agree with Haven. He's, he's one of those extraordinary beings that um, transcends and really pushes the envelope when it comes to um, what his title, you know, as a priest, you know, he, he just really is open um, to that. And maybe he's an alien. Could yeah. Be, I mean, know. in the sense, Father I, Mike, are you an alien? <laughs> I hope so. Oh my God. I hope so. That would be great. He might agree with us. On that. <laughs> but I, I do like that. He does have a common ground that oh, he yeah. can use as a jumping point for helping all kinds because yeah. the, the title, you know, Father Mike, really um levels it down to a human level where even if you're not of that belief you're like yeah i know i know what that means you mm -hmm. know okay and but he really utilizes that he's highly educated in that and but he uses it as a, as a jumping point to continue to maybe further your education and, and to help and open yeah. your mind mm -hmm. dude he opens your mind definitely. <laughs> yeah he definitely has opened my mind quite a bit i mean and that's affected the show and all of my studies and practices to keep me evolving you know which we can barely keep up with <laughs> these days yeah but yeah okay next we're going to talk about the afterlife you know you some might say well that's you covered that in spirits and ghosts, but everybody has a different belief and a feel for what the afterlife is. You have to remember that there are more people dead than alive. There are more spirits than there are humans. And again, because we only perceive one to 5% of reality at any given time, it leaves a whole lot of space for many other things our humanists cannot pick up on. Open-ended question. Is it afterlife? Is it before life or is it ah, midlife? I like that. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Who are we to say it's the afterlife? Yeah. You know, the whole uh, Zen Cohen of uh, what was your face before you were born? Nothing and everything. So, yeah, it's not the afterlife. It's just. Life. I don't know. Yeah, you can't. I, you can't you put, can be, put a label on it. And what did we do? Exactly. By me saying afterlife, it's putting a, a label on saying it's after this. But you it had to create a jumping point it for didn't people to understand. It didn't precede this. But, but, but what I'm referring but that term there just tells me, or tells people that if you're analyzing language or English, if you want to call it that, is, is that there was nothing that preceded it. It's after that fact. So this is what happens after. 
you know, who's to say it doesn't happen now? That's but the now is right now. Yeah. And two uh, seconds ago have. when you said that was the after or was the before. So we're in the after and now. the after. Yeah. It's the after now. <laughs> you, can, you can live in three dimensions at one time. Can you believe that? The now, before and later. <laughs> You're amazing. You're I, like a I book. You've got the beginning, the middle, and the end. And does that it's book not book. exist? It's one book. It's right there. Exactly. You can't say this book is a now. Well, yeah, you can. This book is a old, you know, before or an after. It's everything. Yeah. That's our existence. It is. Okay, I'm done. Get the mic off. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the mic. She, she, she's out of here. No, I'm just yeah, that was woo. <laughs> yeah, that was that packed a wallop. That was great. Man, awesome. I love that. I didn't thought of it that way, but yeah, super cool. Yeah, I'm kind of speechless now, <laughs> which is unusual. For okay, me. well, let's use that human jumping point again. Okay. Uh, bringing it back to a place what where most people can this? understand and go from there. Yeah, what happened? So as a human, this? this life we're into right now, what happens when this human body that tethers us to the identity that we are right now is gone? What happens? Yeah. And people have so many different beliefs on exactly what that is. And wouldn't it be great if somebody could come back and tell us <laughs> what exactly is? And a lot of people who have the near-death experiences um, have different. And again, yes, they have different experiences as well. It's all, you know, kind of personal based on, you know, what they are. And then scientists and doctors have different ways of saying, you know, well, it's the oxygen in the brain that's depleted and this is what they're experiencing and why they're experiencing it. But, you know, you don't know until you get there. But the thing is, you have to remember is there's nothing to fear is that you've been there, you've done that, you've done it before that you, every time you, I mean, Tibetan Buddhists are great with this by saying, Every time you go to sleep at night or day, for those who work nights, um, you are actually passing from this lifetime. And every time you wake up in the morning, you are being reborn into this lifetime. As a matter of fact, the Jewish faith believes in this so much that there are prayers that you say before you go to bed and prayers that you say when you awake and that you wash your hands as a way of reconnecting your spirit, soul, whatever you want to label it, to this lifetime and, and showing gratitude that you survived, you know, because uh, Tibetan Buddhists believe that when you sleep, that is when the veil between here and there is the thinnest. And you all have to remember that people who think that the afterlife, air quotes, uh, you know, is so far away and so distant, it's not. It's only literally, literally. One breath and one heartbeat away. And with that being said, remember that time. Remember that one time at band camp? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, just kidding. That um, I died. Yes. And you and Talon, I was waking up. But then I went right back into sleep and I died. And you guys were trying to. I mean, I didn't like die, leave my body, but I, I had no pulse. I wasn't breathing. You were rubbing my sternum. It wasn't affecting me at all. And, and this, again, goes back to people's own in, interpretation of things. But at that moment, and anybody that knows me knows that you and Talon are my everything. 
cannot express that enough. Human expressions, words cannot just explain that. But at that moment, I could hear you guys. I was in complete darkness, which some Christians would go, oh my God, that's terrible. But I felt so much peace and it had such a familiar feeling of peace that I couldn't feel you guys, but I heard you guys. And it was to that point where, now keep in mind, I am obsessed with you and Talon, okay? Because we are with you. Yes. <laughs> that I felt so at peace and it felt so familiar that if I would have drifted on, I was okay with that. Mm. That's messed up. <laughs> no, because, no, that's good. Because that's I love you guys so felt- much. But that explains to you how that was. Now, that was my experience. That's how it when should I, be for I everybody. That. They should be so comfortable and so at peace. Yeah, but so many people are, are go. And they're through, through their beliefs mm. are told that darkness and all that's bad. For some people, it might, might be. But mine, it brought it's complete peace. Yeah. And I'm not one that does or doesn't like darkness. I do feel more comfortable in darkness, not complete darkness, but, <laughs> but I do like you know, a dark room to calm down and meditate in. I used to do what was called a dark meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it was just, it was crazy because I could hear you guys and I'm like, oh, those are my guys. I love them. But the feeling, like I said, and I want to more, because the subject we're on, I want to more emphasize on the fact that it felt so familiar. Mm. It just was That's like, good. yeah, it felt familiar. Been there, done that, like you said. Yeah, awesome. But yeah, I mean, I've haven't had any experiences like that. And a matter of fact, um, we've we talked about this after my surgery. Is that, um, and I even had to research it. Is you know when I went through the heart surgery, um, and I've talked about this like on the very beginning episodes of the show. Um, when I was put out. And I was hoping to have had a near-death experience or afterlife experience. You did or, die. Or, yeah, because, you know, I was disconnected. My heart was stopped for over four hours. And I was on a heart and lung machine. Um, so it was doing the, the breathing and beating for me. Um, but when I came to, I did, there, it was nothing. It was just a blank and I was kind of upset at first. I was like, you know, that kind of scared me as well because it's like, oh, my. So when I die, it's just going to be blank. But I looked up the medication that they used to um, the anesthetic that they used to knock me out. And it is quite common with that uh, medication to not have experiences and to be blanked. And I think they use it specifically or purposely for that, you know, so people aren't um, freaked out or, you know, have some kind of bad trip or, or twitching. I mean, geez, that oh, would yeah. suck if you twitched, you <laughs> yeah. get cut on get your scalpel on my heart. Yeah. Cause they actually did have to cut my heart open to put the um, valve thing into the ring to put into the mitral valve. So yeah, it was literally open heart surgery. So yeah, but awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Hey, that's, yeah, I'm sorry you go went through that and go through the things that you go through, but you too. I mean, my God, you were such that- an inspiration from what you went through and analyzed, and you know, my saying: uh, uh, learn, apply, and Evolve. you know, keep yeah. going. And um, 
you've done that from your your experience of your heart surgery on every level, human level, spiritual level, everything, physical level. And hey, folks, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you're familiar with his heart situation and the whole journey, he had heart failure. He's not even supposed to be here right now. His last doctor uh, visit, doctor said, hey, don't see this very often, but you don't have heart failure anymore. Yeah, Tom looked it up. It's and like, it, it's whoa. extremely rare. You know, and I'm beyond blessed. You know, and you were so messed up, you shouldn't even be here. True. More or less. Yeah, I shouldn't have, have survived the, you know? the surgery to begin with. So that's crazy. But not only am I here, grateful. <laughs> but yeah, beyond grateful. Not only am I here, but I'm thriving. I'm, I'm mm. in the best health of my life. And um, I, you know, I couldn't be. Couldn't be happier. And I guess it's another reason why I constantly growing and evolving because I'm not going to poo-poo this opportunity. And that's why you have this show as well, because you share. You're not preaching. You're not demanding that people agree with you or it's Mm. this way or no way. I don't want them to. You are sharing. (laughs) Yes. Because you have experienced and gone through and learned so much. It would be a shame and almost... I hate to use the word a sin for you not to. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't, and like I was telling a coworker the other day, Hey Hans, um, if you're not into necessarily religious things, just go through the list, go through the show list. Yeah. Because just like with this There's one, There's something here for everyone. That's, and that's why it's called faith and more. Exactly. It's not always about Jesus. It's not always about, um, you know, demons or whatever. It's faith and more. And mm. that's what makes this show amazing. Well, thank you. No, thank, thank you. Because <laughs> this is, you're, you're a big part of the reason why this show is here. You in town told me for quite some time to, you know, it really pushed me to do, uh, do a show. And I did the heart show um, for a season, which is now, unfortunately it's gone. I checked on um, when, uh, Anchor switched over to Spotify. It dropped. It's it's gone. It's completely gone, which is a shame because there was 19 really incredible heart episodes on there about my experience and things of that nature. So, but anyway, we're here and and we're doing this. And I so hope and pray that it helps everyone. Um, you know, and the one thing I wanted to say to close out here was just to talk a little bit about empaths sensitives and intuitives and things of that nature because haven and towns i've talked about on the show many times they they are they're they're that and above and beyond town's mind-blowing and he's just now getting to the point where he's like well maybe it is more than a coincidence but he's he's a hard skeptic yeah but yeah which is good that that young man doesn't just go oh i feel this or i know that he's like why Yep, and then analyzes very meticulously you know oh my god he is so unmistakably on point with shit. Mm. It's not, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. could be a, no, it's, it's point blank. And it blows my mind because with the, the gifts and the blessings that I have. And it runs, that runs in your family. Yeah. Big time. You know, and knowing what I know and the things I go through, go through, and I know how sometimes it's hit and mess or it's not, it doesn't come in with instructions, you know, um, the truth is there. Sometimes you got to look for it a little bit with him. Most of the time you don't have to look for nothing. It's there. It's Bam. spot on. It's, it's like, like a lightning strike. Yep. Yeah, it really is. And I'm yeah. glad he's, he's starting to open up to it Grow a little into bit. It. Yeah. 
is he he's he's incredible but you know i'm a mom i'm talking about my son so i'm going to shut up right now because <laughs> no. that will be another three-hour show that, oh, that's great no definitely and you know i hope that someday we can we can get talent on the show he's he's very um you know keeps to himself and and doesn't he's reserved he's very, not yes. shy he's just reserved. he's reserved yes i i completely agree with that he will call him an ascetic he's a monk um, so, but yeah, it's, it's something that you guys know, listen, long time listeners show know that I'm something I'm working on is trying to become more like these two, you know, and I, there's no way I'll ever make that in this lifetime to Don't be say as never. high as they are. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's very cool. It's very neat. It opens you up to more in life. You don't realize how much you're missing until you realize how much you're missing. Um, the more you open up to these things and more you, you know, and there's nothing wrong with researching the supernatural. There's nothing wrong with dabbling in it. Um, you know, I know there's faith that, that believe that, you know, anything that's not, you know, point blank in front of you from God is the devil, you know, and I'm, I respect your beliefs and I respect your church, but my personal um, feelings and experiences and studies is not that it's, it's contrary to that is you're, you're missing out on so much. And again, you know, we have, you know, 95 or more percent of what's going on around us that we're not getting, that we're missing out on in this life. And if there's an opportunity even to pick up another 1% or a 10th of a percent in this lifetime, why not do it? You know, you're not, you can still be you and you can still be whatever your faith is or isn't. And you can still, you know, take that with you as you evolve and as you learn and as you grow, never stop learning, never stop evolving, never stop progressing, never stop ascending because that is why we are here in this flesh bag of form. Anything you want to say, Haven, on closing out here before we go? Uh -uh. <laughs> thank you so much. I can't thank you enough, Haven, for, for being here and, well, and for you. literally being here for me and for Tal and for all the people that you help on a daily basis in the uh, everyday grind of the job that you do, which is so very uh, stressful and intense. And and you try to do all that you can do to bring a smile and love and joy to each and every person you come into contact with. And the world is a much brighter place with you in it. And I would oh. never want to know what it is like without you. So You're too nice. I could be a real you. asshole sometimes. <laughs> Can't we all? <laughs> Can't we all? Again, that's our humanness. Hey, it's balanced. That's what exactly. it is. Exactly. That's you our know? humanism. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Gotta have balance. So uh, thank you again for being on the show. And I hope you come back as sure. more. <laughs> that wasn't very, very reassuring. But you're welcome to be on the show anytime you thank want. You. I love you so much. You and too. Love you all for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us on our very special Halloween Samhain and Dia, Dia excuse me, De Los Mortos episode. Everyone, please. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just, uh, nope, go for it. 
What? We will say it in another episode. See, there, there's Oh, your okay. Promise. All there right. You go. See, folks, stay tuned. Yeah, stay she's tuned. got something else she wants to say in another episode. She's not going to say now. But don't turn off the episode yet. We still have the uh, prayer request and updates to come, as well as a short uh, prayer and blessing. This week's prayer request and updates are as follows. We have a new, sadly, a new entry a request for prayers. This comes from Denise, whom we've been praying for for quite some time. Her daughter-in-law was just diagnosed with leukemia and given five years or less to live. And her name is Jamie. She is a young wife and mother with two children, ages four and six. We are praying, folks, for a miracle for Jamie and her family. So please join me in that. Also, please pray for Haven, Clint, Wyatt and their family, Bill and Joanne. Bill goes for surgery this Wednesday at 7.30 a.m. Eastern time to have that tumor removed from behind his left ear, and they will have to cut into his skull and uh, access it. Um, it's supposed to be an outpatient surgery, but they are concerned of the possibilities of infection or the risk of infection, so please keep him in your heart, thoughts, and prayers, Emily, Jonathan, and their family, Kayla, Terry, Denise, Stephanie, Katie, Sarah, Kia, Elaine, and Bob, Clyde, Lisa, and her family, Lana, Megan, Molly, Gwen, Octavia, Trish, Chad, and their family, Bishop Beckley and his family, Brother Abel, Mike S., Kelly, and their family, and by the way, Mike S. just celebrated his birthday this past week. 21 years old again. Happy birthday, <laughs> Mike. Michael W. and his family. Uh, Michael W. is my brother. So Michael Wise. So he is going through a lot of pain in his back and hip. And he was saw a surgeon this past week. Um, and they are planning to do surgeries. So please keep him and his family in your heart, thoughts, and prayers. Tanya and her family, Cheryl, Father Mike, Eddie, and Eddie's mother, Becky, Emma, Jean, Kathy, Tony, and their family, Michael T., Kyra, and her family, Jan, James, and Linda, Jill, and her family, Kimberly, and also Joey Andolini and his family, which I have mentioned. Um, earlier with an incredible book. He has a lot going on in his life personally and um, spiritually and business-wise. So please keep him in your heart, thoughts, and prayers. And if you are in need of prayers, please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I am here for you folks 24-7. I love to pray and our Faith and More family love to pray. So let us pray for you. How do you do that? Contact him. Who do that? What did I say? <laughs> My contact information is coming up here in just a moment at the end of the show, at the end of every show. And speaking of Joey, he just shared, well, he's been sharing some of his poetry that he's written uh, on his Facebook page, Joey Andolini, A-N-D-O-L-I-N-I. -I. Uh, so check him out. Uh, and this poem makes, to me, makes a perfect prayer. So I thought, what better time? than the present, than the now, which is all we have, correct? <laughs> it is called, Have You Earned Your Tomorrow? Let us pray. Is anybody happier because you passed his way? Does anyone remember that you spoke to him today? 
This day is almost over, and its toiling time is through. Is there anyone to utter now a kindly word of you? Did you give a cheerful greeting to the friend who came along, or a mirthy sort of howdy, and then vanish in the throng? Were you selfish, pure, and simple as you rushed along the way? Or is someone mighty grateful for a deed you did today? Can you say tonight, in parting with the day that's slipping fast, that you helped a single brother of the many that you passed? Is a single heart rejoicing over what you did or said? Does a man whose hopes were fading now with courage look ahead? Did you waste the day or lose it? Was it well or sorely spent? Did you leave a trail of kindness or a scar of discontent? As you close your eyes and slumber, do you think that God would say, you've earned one more tomorrow by the work you did today? Amen, shalom, and salam. I so hope and pray you've enjoyed the show and that you found everything that you're searching for and more here with us. Stop by anytime, all the time. You are family. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with as many people as possible. Subscribe, rate, and review. And if you really enjoyed the show, please consider making an offering. Offerings are a great way to help sustain and improve the show and the Faith and More ministry. Offerings can be made through Patreon at patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com slash faith and more podcast next is prayers i love to pray and our faith and more family love to pray as well so let us pray for you you can email me directly at faith and more podcast at gmail.com i am also offering healing sessions now that involve angelic intuitive and quantum healing this is done via phone or zoom due to the scope energy and time involved in this type of healing there is a minimum donation required please contact me for more information at faith and more podcast at gmail.com also please don't forget about our youtube channel there's lots of great videos there and it gives you more of an immersive experience just go to youtube.com slash at faith and more podcast so until next time have a most blessed week and know that each and every one of you are in my heart and prayers Bless you.